Welcome, welcome, Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. This is Michael Manns, your host. Honored to be with you here today. Honored to be with you whenever you listen. So, appreciate it. This podcast is all about getting better, growing in every facet. So, let's get into it. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Manns. Coming to see today to you guys with a guest episode. This is going to be episode 73 on the show. Super stoked to have this guy on. Uh, he's one of my best friends. Met this dude in college, and uh, he's been riding with me ever since. So, all the craziness, all the crazy times. But uh, without further ado, this is my friend Ruben Garcia. What's going on, man? What's good, Michael Manz? It's <laughs> nice to hear from you, bro. How are you? What's good, my guy? I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. So. Ruben and I have a, a unique relationship, I would say. Um, I feel like we we became friends in college. Like it's kind of funny because like I had a a roommate right in the dorms, but Ruben was really my roommate. Let's just be honest. Like he was always in my fucking room. We were always playing <laughs> like Madden. We were just you know. I think we just vibe more with each other than our other roommates. We lived in the same hall. Um, this was at the University of Oregon. What was it called? Robbins Hall? I can't even remember. I don't even remember. I was trying to talk to I was talking to this girl the other day and she was she's like an RA currently there and she named some hall. I'm like, bro, what? And then I try to think of where we were at. I have no idea, bro. So long ago. I think I think that dorm is still standing. because uh, I went and saw the new uh track and field stadium and I think it was still there when I went down there this summer. <laughs> But uh, yeah, crazy. What do you times. mean when you went down there, bro? You mean when we went down there? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Come on, my guy. Yeah, we went down there in June. That was July, right? Like yeah, mid uh, end of yeah, July. Yeah, but now. did you notice our dorm room was still there? I thought I thought I pointed that out to you. Uh, I wouldn't be paying attention to something like that. I mean, that's more of a you type thing. You reminiscing okay. on where we grew up, but uh, I was just amazed by how dead it was due to just COVID and how beautiful the uh, new stadium was. But uh, yeah, and for y'all, for y'all, like me and Ruben, we don't see each other very often. I mean, that was the first time I saw you in like three years, right? Yeah, something like that. It was nice. I missed Oregon, missed the yeah. trees, missed the scenery. But uh, yeah, it was dead. Everything was dead. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So I want to kind of talk to you about your upbringing and different things that you went through as a child. Um, obviously, like, I feel like we connected because, you know, when you got to college, like, you kind of had a rough upbringing. You didn't have a role model as far as a father around. And uh, I think, like, we were both kind of just like lost, you know, when we got into college. And I think that's how we connected really. Um, cause I, I lost my father and, you know, I think that's how we kind of just connected. But, uh, anyways, you want to talk about like growing up kind of without a, a real role model as a father and just having your mom and that kind of, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can speak to that. Uh, so my mom had me when she was 14 years old. My dad, I believe, was uh, 18 at the time. He kind of abandoned the family, as you can call it. Yeah. Moved to a town like 15 minutes over, had another family. Uh, but yeah, basically, um, really didn't have a role model. I especially learned that more recently. I was back in my hometown, just having a conversation with my aunt. She's like, you are the way you are. You 
go to drugs, you drink, you do all this because that's what really raised you. And I mean, that's totally true. When I was 18, going off to college, brand new world, all these drugs, all these women, all these parties, being on my own for the first time, that was what raised me, the drugs, the party life. I think back, I don't even know how I did it. Um, I'm blessed that I am somewhat intelligent, you know, and fucking was able to party every day get fucked up every day but still fucking pass my classes i wish i did like pay more attention but i mean school was easy to me so right, you've always been you've always been very smart and like a really good writer um so like even though you were doing all that on the side like you still got good grades you still graduated everything was all good but uh that's crazy man like not having a real role model growing up as a father figure like who did you look to without having that because i know you did look to some people i mean in particular probably my grandpa um he came to the united states when he was like 14 15 left his family in uh, guerrero mexico mexico um he really is not the brightest man in the world if you had a conversation with him you know you'd realize that but he's literally the hardest working man i know like to this day he's still working in the fields like he has a few more years and then he'll be able to retire but he just has these simple conversations with me that just mean the world to me and like he speaks to my soul it's just great having him um there's a language barrier sometimes but i know i can always count on him I was recently in my hometown of Visalia, where he's still currently, stayed there for about two months and humbled myself and stayed with him for a bit, and it, it was great. Um, I mean, that's like the only real life role model I have. I do like look, uh, do fanboy sometimes <laughs> to my uh, rapper icons, my fashion icons. I mean, Young Thug, Kanye, Jay-Z. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, when I first got to know you, bro, like you were definitely on... Kanye's you know he was a big inspiration to you I could tell and then obviously you got the tattoo on your neck um, I think that speaks volumes to how much that dude influenced you um, if you want yeah, to talk re- about that tell him yeah you're referring you yeah the uh, ultralight beam I got ultralight beam tattooed on my neck uh, I think like the summer that after we graduated or during that summer where we were yeah. graduating whatnot um what i mean year, the song what year, I, I, what, year, what, year year, what year what what year was that that was i think like 16 yeah we graduated 16 yeah. Yeah, yeah the infamous summer of 2016 bro probably the greatest summer fucking that everyone's ever experienced everyone goes back to that summer bro but uh just that song in general ultralight beam i mean it's bar for bar like yay goes off on it uh it's great chance the rapper has a nice verse and i like that prayer at the end i mean that song just spoke to me so much that i got a tattoo on my neck uh yeah shout out kanye um i don't know what fucking he's on right now he'd be bouncing i mean he's running for president uh yeah i think he needs to focus on himself and his family first like we all do i'd like to see him become mayor of chicago at some point but i mean run it back again in 24 you know yeah. see what he can do um i don't know about the whole god complex and whatnot people are uh, very religious he is one of those very religious people i mean i respect him to a degree um sometimes i think it's too much in this case it may be too much he needs to maybe tone that back a bit but um i love kanye you know who doesn't love kanye they may not love the new kanye but 
the way I see it, if I, someone was there for me in a time of need, I mean, regardless if it's a rapper in one of his songs, I'm always going to respect them no matter how fucking crazy they go. You know, if you had an ex-girlfriend and uh, you guys fall out, just remember to be nice to her because in the future because you she loved you at one point. You know, same thing with friends and family. They loved you at one point and just you got to continue that regardless of what happens. That's true. So what was your time like at Oregon? I know you talked about like, you know, you're out partying and doing that stuff. Um, but what did you learn at the University of Oregon? How did that shape you? How did it mold you? I mean, because me and you, we had different journeys there. But, I mean, I feel like that was a big part of our lives, right? Kind of setting us up. Like, we learned a lot in college. What did you take away from it? Damn, that's a deep-ass question, bro. Uh, fuck, I don't really know because I really didn't like that person that college made me you know i mean drugs partying literally like when i got out of college that's all i did yeah even when i moved back home to like fresno visalia california area like i was constantly just doing drugs (laughs) and now i feel great uh but looking back it's like i wish i would have done a lot more things i don't want to use the word regret because that's a bitch-ass word but um, I would have done things differently. I think I didn't set myself up like I thought I would set myself up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like kind of trying to get out of that, you know, what's so the abyss? I don't use that's a strong word because I'm not in the abyss. But, you yeah. know, I feel like I'm behind people. Like I haven't progressed as much as I wanted to. So I think we talked about this a little bit the other day. It's just like everybody has their own pace, we are all going at different paces. We're all kind of finding our step along the way, like, you know, like, it's it's not a big deal if it takes one of us longer than the other to get to where we want to be, as long as we're moving towards where we want to go, right? So, I think we're 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 figuring that out as the older we get. You know, we've we've been through a lot of things, we've seen a lot, we've experimented a lot, we've done a lot of different things. Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, like, we're still trying to get to where we want to go, right? And I think you're still on that like you still have big plans for the future and that's always good no facts you gotta have big plans i mean life is ups and downs you know you gotta level them out you gotta celebrate the highs but you also gotta go through the lows and just remember that you are your own person you got support around you and you know be positive sometimes it's hard to be positive but i mean you got to it always gets better and i like talk to people who because i've been there before i've had these suicidal tendencies i've had depression i've been sad i've had mania manic depression those sort of things mm-hmm. and being at the bottom sucks but when you get elevated bro and you walk outside and the sun is shining and young thug and megan the stallion fucking collab on a track bro and you just got paid and you can go to the beach which is like 30 minutes away you can smoke beautiful california weed you can interact with your brother you can talk to your sister you can fucking go out to dinner with your mom is life is great bro life is beautiful honestly and it took me a while to realize that to appreciate these like things yeah life is really about the little things man you know so the little things make it the greatest you know like you have to appreciate the little things because they're gonna pop up all the time in life you know and if we take more notice to those things like i just feel like you're gonna be happier in general um so talk to me about like obviously 
we get done you get done with college and whatnot i don't know when did you move to new york how long did that take until you moved out there okay so i graduated in 2016 and then signed a two-year contract with the local news station in uh, fresno california i was a news producer so i'd basically write what the anchors say on tv uh-huh. um that's how i put it in the simplest terms um and i so i had a two-year contract when I had one year left on that contract, I told everyone, I was like, I don't know where I'm going, but, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I was born in the 559, fucking from 0 to 18, I was there, went to Oregon, and then moved back to Fresno, which is, like, 45 minutes away from Visalia, my hometown. So it was time to get out. I always knew there was bigger shit out there. I mean, you just see it. Like, I went to New York, I think, my freshman year of college. Kanye was performing. I sold my Coachella ticket. Got an Airbnb out there. Experienced the city for the first time. And, uh, and fucking just fell in love. Long story short. And New York's tight. So I had the opportunity to go out there. Um, moved out there for about a year, 14 months. And uh, learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about the city. Made a lot of dope friendships. Uh, New York was tight. Yeah. I mean, I've, I visited one time and it was probably one of my favorite cities I've ever been to, but I mean, that was a temporary visit, you know, I didn't live there. So what kind of things did you learn in that big city? Because it's just a whole new environment, bro. Like compared to where you're from and where you came up, like it's just a different world, bro. So talk to us about that. Like, what did you love the most about the city? Oh, I think New Yorkers get like, I mean, like what's the word like they're stereotyped as mean and aggressive and yeah they can be at that sometimes mm-hmm. but uh i mean just humans in general come together like new york shows love like i would fucking randomly meet someone and they would just invite me into their house and just yeah. show the dopest amount of love like i fucking shout out to the homie omg cornelio probably one of my best friends in new york he's a drummer out there really dope drummer really great guy this man one night and like ever since then he invited me to every outing he went to every dj event he was at and we just become dope friends like new york is love bro like people do that like they have this mentality where they're not gonna let people into their circle like people think that of them but if you get to connect with people on a real level like brooklyn especially shows love like biggie's not lying bro showing love it is the brooklyn way that's facts well, I mean, there's just more opportunity, bro, because it's just it's simple math. There's more people there, like literally so many more people that you, you have the chance to meet, talk with, greet, whatever. And so I feel like if you're trying to find yourself, I feel like that city's a good place to kind of do it, you know? Um, yeah, I would say you got to be ready, though. Like, I went to New York with baggage, like shit yeah. that I really hadn't figured out about myself, and you like substance abuse wise alcohol abuse wise you don't want to go to new york with that drug or alcohol addiction bro it will swallow you up because there's yeah. so much excitement bro same like college bro like there's yeah. too much too much but i mean you talked about that like that's kind of all you knew bro that was your outlet like you didn't you know what i mean so like talk to us about that like how how's that process been like trying to get a grasp uh, over all that like you know yeah i mean everyone says in moderation is great yeah but i mean with me if i have one drink like it's gonna end up with 10 so i mean i just gotta be in a safe controlled environment 
if and when I do drink, like, home, surrounded by people. I mean, like, that time we had in Seattle in July, like, I was surrounded by people I loved during the pandemic. There was no need for me to get crazy, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I need to be, I need to drink in those environments, not uncontrolled environments, like, in New York City, like, in college. But, I mean, you learn. I'm just trying to, like, I'd love just to stick to weed and psychedelics right now, but, I mean, it's in my blood. My father was an alcoholic. My whole family's an alcoholic like i always think like if i go on vacation to france bro like i'm gonna have to indulge in some fucking champagne like if i go to the caribbean islands like you expect me not to drink some rum like on the beach bro like but i'll figure it out you know um i'm good with weed like thank god california weed is legal in california and i can just get very potent weed i didn't have that in new york because it was so expensive uh but yeah i'm still trying to figure out my relation with drugs in general i mean it takes a real person to sit down with themselves and say yeah i do have a problem now i can correct it i've had those conversations plenty of times um yeah because a lot of people maybe, just want to avoid it they don't want to be real about it so yeah i feel you but uh shout out to coping mechanisms but also shout out to i mean shout out to drugs as a coping mechanism um they what? are i was watching i was watching this kid cuddy interview with joe rogan <laughs> And then Joe Rogan's like, people don't really talk about the fucking positive effects of cocaine. Because Cuddy had mentioned how, like, his cocaine addiction, yeah, it sucked. But he was, like, so numb that he was able to go interact with his fans. And he wasn't able to do that prior to that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What sort of coping mechanisms have you found work for I you? mean, yeah, other than drugs, that's what that's what the conversation was going to. Thank yeah. you, Michael Menz. Um, I mean, weed, I mean, other than drugs, but smoking a lot helps me with my alcohol addiction riding of course uh, cycling as well i've been biking a lot going to the gym i mean i think it's all a mental thing i like start my days by going for a walk or a bike or, uh do some meditating do some breathing exercises listen to some dancing young thug music fucking mariah carey something that makes me dancing feels me gets me uplifted like starting the day right is essential to just being positive all day okay um so you you left new york how was like coming to terms with leaving New York because I feel like you loved it there but it just wasn't working out so you you know you left New York and went home right yeah uh so I basically got laid off from my job in October when I was in New York so October 2019 right yeah didn't have a job from like October to January 2019 and unemployment like there was no fucking extra six hundred dollars. <laughs> there was no pandemic in twenty nineteen, so I was basically running out of money, and I had to come to terms with the fact that like one part of me wanted to stay and keep trying it out, and one part of me did not want to go back home because I thought I would be a failure, you know. Yeah. And I had to come to terms with yo, it's not really failing. Like, like who else do you know from like Visalia, California? Just who else do you know in general like, among your friends that like went out and you know said they were gonna leave when they're contract expired and actually did it and was like in arguably the best city in the world for you know like 14 months like i can easily go back i definitely wasn't ready for new york but um i mean everything hasn't been great since but right now i feel great i think everything i needed everything that i've experienced in my life you know in new york especially um I'm back home. I wouldn't say home, but I'm back in California. I'm now in a San Diego area, living with my mom, brother, and sister, um, which I haven't had to do, I haven't had the opportunity to do since I was 14 years old. So I always think of people like, hey, they live at home with their parents, but 
I mean, I'm doing that, but I haven't. I really was on my own from like 14 to like 26, so yeah. I have time to. I really don't know these people in my household, and that's <laughs> great getting to know them. You know, learning yeah. all their intric- intricacies, learning about what they like, what they dislike, get their mannerisms. Uh, it was hard at first to get adjusted to that, but we've been past that, and everything's been copacetic ever since. So even though you haven't really lived with your mom for most of your life, I guess. I mean, it, I know that y'all have like a very interesting relationship it's close but it's, it's talk to me about your relationship with your mom yeah it's close it's very close but it's hostile you know i always say like she having she was 14 so we were growing up together you know it's yeah. hard for my mom to discipline me i feel like because she was doing the same shit like how are you gonna tell me about fucking snorting cocaine when you were opening your legs at 14 I mean, those were like, that's an extreme way to say it, maybe a disrespectful way to say it, but I thought that at times, you know, but um, I mean, I love my mom to death. She is my rock. I know we've had her ups and her downs, definitely fucking more downs and ups, but I mean, we're both growing, we're getting past that, we're both adults now, so it's time to like put the bullshit aside yeah, and yeah. develop a relationship. I mean, but your, I'm mom's, sh- your mom's cool, bro, like. I remember when you were in New York and some shit was going bad for you, bro. Like, she would always reach out to me and be like, hey, get Ruben on on the right track. And, like, you know, she cares, bro. Deep down, you know she cares about you. She wants the best for you. So, you know, it's all love. No, it is all love. Shout out my mom. I fucking love her to death. Yeah. yeah, she's on vacation right now, actually, in Cancun, and she deserves that shit. I'm glad she's fucking... I'm getting mad that she checks in. She's She texts, like, the group chat, me, my brother, and my sister, and her. I was like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, why the fuck do you care what we're doing, lady? Like, leave us alone. All right, <laughs> Enjoy so your time. Here's a simple question. West Coast or East Coast? What do you prefer? Bro, I'm trying to get to the South, bro, honestly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's good and bad. I love California, but I also hate California because it's not far enough from what I know, if that makes sense. Like, I know California. Um, I mean, the women are beautiful. The weed is probably the best thing about California other than the weather. But, uh, I mean, shout out Gavin Newsom, but California be on some bullshit sometimes. Same with, like, New York, too. I don't trust the fucking governors. I mean, I lean left, but... I think every politician shady, including Newsom and fucking Cuomo. Uh, I'm trying to get to the south, though. That's the next move. I want to get some property in Georgia, like reestablish myself in the south. I mean, every time I've been there, it's been love. Uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to get to Georgia next. That's the goal. But I've had to choose between the west coast, east coast. Uh, east coast during the summer, west coast during the winter. That's the goal, honestly. That should be the goal for everyone. Having dual properties, tri properties, a property in the south, a property on the west coast, a property yeah. in the east coast, and just spend different seasons where you want to be. You know, that's the goal. That sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, up until now, like looking back at things, I mean, I'm sure like you might be like, oh, I, I kind of regret this or I regret that or whatever. Regret's a bad word, right? We don't want to regret things, but looking back at everything, would you change anything that's happened in your life? Or are you cool with what's happened and you're you're ready to just take on what's next? 
I mean, people people answer that question always in the same way. It's like, no, everything that's made me, me, like, I appreciate it. But I think that's cat, bro. Like, I've made some terrible fucking financial mistakes, relationship mistakes, just drunken mistakes. Yeah. So, yeah, I would fucking change a lot of those things. I mean, one thing in particular, like, maybe not. Maybe just consecutive, like, a bunch of things that would all lead up into one thing. Uh-huh. Uh, because there's a lot of things that I took L's on, bro, and that's my new motto. No more L's, bro. Let's try not to take any more L's, no matter how small the L is. I mean, it's gonna happen, though. Like, it's it's just inevitable. I mean, we learn from our losses, though, you know? So... Yeah. I mean, think about my fucking... I hate this L. You know when you go to, like, a place, a food place you haven't had before, and you spend, like, 15 bucks on something... On some shit you think it's gonna be fire and it's just trash, bro. That's literally the biggest L. Like, I hate taking the L. Yeah, I mean, you gotta take risks though at times, you know? That's what life's about. You take risks, you take chances, you know? You see what's up. That's how we learn. Um, Alright. What's, uh. Who's your favorite athlete? You got a favorite athlete for me? My favorite athlete, I think it changes. Like, at one time, it was Dwayne Wade when he was wearing the bandaid on his eye. I thought that was the yeah. most swaggiest shit ever. <laughs> um, I mean, shout out LeBron. Um, I think he whines at times, but everything that comes out of that man's mouth is so eloquent and so meaningful. Like, what he was saying about Breonna Taylor, like, brought me to tears. So, yeah. I mean, I like his antics at some time, but shout out LeBron. I mean, shout out Kobe. The mama mentality is something that's unparalleled. Shout out Tom Brady. He may be a little weird at times, maybe whiny at times, but he the goat. You're not going to um, go with your boy Jameis? Jameis, shout out Jameis Winston. <laughs> not my favorite, but I mean, my favorite athlete of all time. I mean, probably Usain Bolt, bro. That fool's a savage. Like, yeah. he didn't do drugs that we know of. Like, he's a savage. Freak out. At one time, at one time, it was Robinson Cano until he had to ship him out to yeah. the Mariners. Uh, but I mean, shout out Aaron Judge and especially DJ LeMahieu, born and yeah. raised, or not born, not born and raised, but born in Visalia. So Ruben's a huge Yankees fan, like die hard. <laughs> I think that's, you know, moving to New York City, that was a big perk, right? You, you got to go to all these Yankees games and like be. Yeah, a I was. Oh, I, I was experience. like a thirty. I was like a thirty-minute train ride away from like Yankee yeah. Stadium, and then during like September. There was like a pass you can get for like thirty bucks for like all access to the all last twenty right. home games. It was lit. All right, the next question I'm gonna ask you is a very, I feel like this is gonna be a loaded answer, but uh, like what's your ideal woman? You know, because you're probably still searching for her. What's what? What's she look like? What she what she like? Bro, why are you asking leading questions, bro? <laughs> Alright, I mean, first and foremost, I'm gonna say, bro, people like what they like, alright, so, I mean, you're not gonna get mad at a gay dude for liking gay dudes, right, so don't get mad at me, myself, for liking women with pretty feet, bro, I don't know, you wanna call it a foot fetish, a foot infatuation, bro, if a girl does not have pretty feet, I'm just not with it at all, bro, like, I've liked the girls, had crushes on girls, like, that I've seen, and then when their toes come out, it's just, like, a red flag, and I just (laughs) go the other way, but, uh, so pretty feet, I mean, other than that, bro, she just needs to be loyal, genuine, understand my flaws, ambitious, 
I mean, of course, like, sexy and voluptuous. I mean, but... I mean, uh-huh. there are plenty of women who are that, you know, but it lack the qualities that I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think someone that's caring, um, someone that's motherly, maybe not to me, but if we do have to decide children, uh, is that something my children, you want? You want kids? Um, this is my question to that. I don't know what I want. I want whatever the woman I settle down with wants. Okay. Because it's her body. She wants to have 10 kids, we're going to have 10 kids. She wants to adopt, we're going to adopt. She doesn't want any, we're not having any. I mean, that just goes so That's grand, interesting, bro, because, grand point. you know, that's interesting, your take on that, because, I mean, really it is, you know, the wo- the woman has to go through the pregnancy. I mean, they carry the, the child, so it's like, it's their body, you know? So that's an interesting no. take. I mean... Because I feel like humans are selfish, you know, like we want what we want, but like, that's a good spin on it. Yeah, I mean, I've come to terms with that, bro. Women will rule the world. We need to respect them. They are our rock, bro. I mean, strong women are what we need. I mean, we just need to support all women in general. It's their body. So uh, whatever's happening in the Supreme Court right now, I think it's scary. I think a woman should have free will over what the hell she wants to do with her body bro if a woman wants to get a tattoo on her head if she wants to, she can do whatever she wants bro okay. it's her body so that's why I, when i take that back to the children think it's my woman's body you know that's not me she wants to have kids we're having kids it's her decision happy life happy wife bro <laughs> so do you think from the time i met you when we were freshmen in college right just kind of like goofing off doing whatever do you think your mindset has changed quite a bit from that time period till now like where you're at right now it seems like you're in a good mental headspace now um i would just say yeah be now to like fucking two months ago honestly like on july i mean i've talked to people about july 19th i like got super fucked up had a non-physical altercation with my mom said some things i regret and then went back to visalia and kind of humbled myself and learned things about myself mm-hmm. so just since then yeah i feel great um i feel elevated bro life is beautiful as i mentioned before and i'm just looking forward to so much uh yeah we're in a pandemic yeah there's a lot of chaos going around black men are still getting killed unjustly in the streets black women are getting shot and killed for doing nothing but sleeping that I don't even call it political game is a nightmare but uh with all this chaos around I'm just telling people to take care of themselves and take care of their families you know and if everyone does that if you really think about that if everyone takes care of themselves and their family and their friends and breathes you know and take deep breaths and thinks positive if every single one on earth did that we would have so much harmony like that may sound far-fetched, but it may sound like some Buddhist shit, but honestly, if that were to happen, everything would be great. Yeah. All right, man. So what's what's your life look like like 20, 30 years from now? So what? We're 20, 26 right now? Yeah. What's it going to look like when you're like 55 to 60? Where are you going to be at? Hopefully on a yacht, bro. Retired. Yeah, I'm on my own island, bro. Fucking <laughs> an island like a community island, bro, where artists can come and do dope shit. Where kids, un- underprivileged kids, can come and learn life skills, you know, where I can develop the next LeBron James to lead the world. Shit like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Um, I mean, career-wise, I definitely want to write some books, get on some Stephen King shit. I don't know if I want to like venture into fiction, maybe just nonfiction, because I feel like I have a lot to tell. Yeah. And I'm a story seeker, and I like telling people stories. So this but, guy uh, does have a lot to tell. He's a great writer, and I've been pushing him to just write, bro. Like I've, I've been telling you for years, man. Like that's your that's your your thing to give to the world. So I'm I'm proud of you for starting on this book that you're about to write um i think it's a great idea i'm not going to get into it because obviously it's your idea um but just keep going bro because once you get that pushed out like i think it's going to really open up your life even more to more opportunities all sorts of things man so be on the lookout for his book once it's published and all that like i'll definitely be putting that out there to everybody um go get your freaking copy because this dude can write and he's got a great idea so do you want to just tell them, do you have a title for the book yet, or is that still in the works? Uh title is still in the works. There's a lot of work to be done, but okay. uh, it's coming. It's coming. It'll when, do be you out. Think, when do you think it will be out? I'm pushing at the latest a March 20, 2021 date. March 2121. Excuse me, March 2021. That year just sounds so scary already, bro. I was telling yeah. people 2020 didn't even sound real. Like, if you say it, like it doesn't sound real. Look at yeah. all this fuck shit that's happening. Yeah. I mean, I think people are I think people are ready for next year, but I feel like not a lot's going to be different, bro. I feel like it's still going to be kind of crappy with all of this going on. To be honest, I mean, I don't see a whole lot changing. Um, hey, as long as we, hey, as long as we get March Madness back, bro, I'm chilling, bro. Sports, <laughs> dude, sports was crazy this year. I mean, the NBA Finals were in freaking October, bro. Like, I don't know, it was it was wild. But I mean, at least we still got some forms or fashions of it, you know. But like, oh man, it was rough with this pandemic. But yeah, man. Um, so we'll be on the lookout for your book. Um, maybe once you complete it, I can get you back on here and we can just talk about it. We can go over it again. Okay. That'd be dope. But uh, you got anything else for the people, man, that you just want to get out there? Because I'm going to probably wrap this up. We've been talking for a little bit here. so. Um. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've been, especially for my book, I've been talking to a lot of people that have been impacted by the COVID pandemic. Uh-huh. Uh people have lost their lives i think we tend to forget about that because we're teflon dons you know we're strong-willed men but things may not be as close as they appear but people are dying Mm -hmm. and i just wish we would have taken this a little more seriously Um, i look at other countries who have yeah way less population than us but they got things under control and it's just a shame that we have leadership in charge who maybe doesn't follow science or follow the rules in these I mean, it's an unprecedented manner you know you don't really don't know how to react but yeah. i think donald trump dropped the ball and it cost americans a lot of dollars and a lot of lives so uh just shout out to everyone being affected by dan excuse me by the pandemic uh i'm here with you reach yeah. out if you need me For talk sure. to people life What's, just uh, i guess sometimes you want to give I, them your uh your social handles at least your instagram so they can connect with you on there uh yeah my instagram is there the god go it's four words right there the god go um it's a kanye west lyric he says uh what does he say exactly damn now you gotta find it 
He said, there the Gago and the Lamborghini. Lamborghini. <laughs> Jesus, bro. I can't speak right. He said, like, like there the Gago and the Lamborghini Murcielago. So, yeah, there the Gago. Uh, okay. Yeah. You got a Twitter, too? Um, I do not. No, I don't want to share my Twitter with the people. Okay. Well, follow him on Instagram, at least. You can connect with Ruben there. Um, just see, what's he, see what he's up to and follow on that book because it's going to be good. Um, but yeah, bro, I think I'm going to wrap things up. I appreciate you coming on here today and doing this with me. I know that I've wanted to get more people as guests and I'm just like, you know, I get in my own head at times because I'm like, Oh, I need to just, I need to do it. But I just, you know, it's, it's hard when you got so much going on in life, but, uh, thank you. I appreciate you coming on here, man. No, of course, bro. Slash, slash. Shout out to all my slums out there. Shout out to my cousin Isaiah, R.I.P. Shout out to my brother. Shout out Michael Mann. Shout out my mama. Shout out my sister. Shout out everyone that's made me me. You know, I'm progressing every day, and I can't wait to show you the guys. I can't wait to show you guys the man I become. Much love. Heck yeah, man. All right, y'all. Um, if you guys could leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, be tremendous for the growth of the podcast. Uh, really appreciate it. You guys can follow me on Instagram at mansmm. You can DM me there, chat about life, growing, whatever's going on. I'm open to that. I told you guys over and over. Uh, reach out to Ruben on Instagram if you need to. Uh, follow him as well. All right, guys. Until next time, catch you guys later.